When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, if I need anything, I'll send it into the staff room. All right. Yeah, I'll go to open as well. All righty then. Uh, I'm going to mute myself, and then I'll point, and then you go. I haven't finished my Ruby's Cube yet. Hello, and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the premier flagship and international podcast. Yeah, that's the one. Of LRM Online and the Genreverse Podcast Network. I'm getting north-south from Danny. I did it right. Yes. Um, yes, I'm did. here trying to do this. I was trying to do this Ruby's Cube before we finished the opening. Uh, I almost made it. It's, it's, it's mostly done. This is like a 90% solution. I don't know if you know that. Um, we're here today to talk about Transformers, which Ruby's Cube, I mean, it doesn't actually transform. It it. It's more than meets the eye, and it it moves. And you know what? We're gonna stop with that. So we're gonna talk about that, and we also have some news about Batman. Um, let's go. Let's have a conversation about Transformers: Rise of the Beast. Currently, this film sits at a fifty-five percent with the critics, and an eighty-eight with the audience, which I think is kind of fascinating because if you go back to the film that immediately precedes it, uh, 2018's Bumblebee, that was a 91 with the critics, with a 74 from the audience. So it seems like Rise of the Beast might be a bit of a crowd pleaser by comparison, uh, but we'll find out. I'm curious. Danny, would you like to give your Mastodon? We've decided we're going to move away from Twitter. We're going to do uh, We're going to do Mastodon. Yeah, we're going to do toots. We're going to do like because Mastodons, they have trunks and they toot, I guess. Do they? Mastodon? Are you getting... Sounds like a fart joke to me. <laughs> I was going to get there. That's why I did this. Like, <laughs> Maybe. Danny, let's hear you toot. But... <laughs> but we'll keep that one silent and deadly. You know I really, what? I really I need to get like a film. soundboard where I can throw in some like fart sounds and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> let's hear you toot <laughs> only if i watch you juggle um or do a rubik's cube i um back to uh, focus stay on point um i enjoyed this film a lot more than i was expecting to i i, I really did it's it's got some cheesy as hell writing it's got some typical transformer i don't understand how that got to their story plot lines but it's got enough of a heart in it and enough decently shot action for me to actually really enjoy this film. It's not quite on the level of Bumblebee, but it's definitely a a fun time at the cinema. I'm super glad it's not a Michael Bay Transformers film. I enjoyed it a lot more than I was expecting to. I'm pleased about that, happy about that. Okay, 
Um, yeah, much like what you're saying, I, one of the notes that I had was, I guess Michael Bay was the problem all along. Uh, yeah. I really enjoyed this film. One of the things I liked the most about it is getting to introduce the Maximals. Uh, as somebody who grew up watching Beast Wars, this is a lot of fun for me, especially having uh, Optimus Primal be voiced by Ron Perlman, who is, you know, Pacific Rim, one of my favorite actors. I love Ron Perlman. So I really enjoyed this film. Stephen Capel Jr., he brought it, and it is apparent that, you know, this soft reboot of Transformers with 2018's Bumblebee was not a fluke. Um oh. Yeah. But that said, you want to jump into spoilers? Oh, sure. Yeah, let's get into it. It's it's not an it's not an unflawed movie and it has some stuff in it that I'd love to talk about, but uh, I'm happy to talk about this film. It's uh, I'm yeah, let's go okay. for it. What do you want to start? Oh, and I'm sorry. Before we jump into spoilers proper, sorry Kyle. Uh let's get your letter grade. Oh, now I'll be, I'm going to give it a solid C. Okay. Yeah, I was toying with a C plus, but I think a C is where I genuinely sit with this film. Okay. What a happy C. I'm a happy C. A happy C. All right. Yes. So a high C? No. A middle a high C. High C. High C. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with a solid B. Um, <laughs> I, I struggled with what do I expect from a franchise based on a toy line. Um, yep. For me, this was a crowd pleaser if you are somebody that was a fan of 2018's bumblebee you will be sustained right like this was just a, for me it was at least as good as, as that if not slightly better um yeah. while john cena's acting has improved generally not good in that film and so him being such a big part of that uh kind of hurt so yeah solid b all right i think that probably by the end of this conversation jones that you will convince me to go to a c plus I, I'm pretty sure, but right now I'm hovering around that seat. You couldn't Don't convince you me the Little Mermaid. Don't you tease me? Yeah, but on this one, you could convince me to go a C plus. Yeah, challenge accepted. <laughs> so, um, you said there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of stuff that you want to talk about. Let me talk about the things that that stopped this film from being an A for me. And part of it wasn't really this film's fault. It was the other movie's fault. Um, ah. We got another Transformers MacGuffin in this film, right? And so in yep. this film, we're talking about the trans warp key. Uh, in the first film, it was the cube, right? Um, and it, there's always just something that they're going after to try to um, give some motivation for these these characters. And for me, I was just kind of tired of it. And, yep. you know, other it, from that perspective, it was very paint by numbers. Uh, it felt like a national treasure slash Indiana Jones um, wannabe with giant robots in it. But what what saved it, at least for me, was I got to give credit where credit's due. I was shocked that they were able to find a character for Pete Davidson to play that I was just like really into. Um, yeah. So he played Mirage. I yeah. generally am not a fan of his but what I really am not a fan of is like the mute-ish Bumblebee. That that didn't really do it for me. So having him paired with Anthony Ramos in this, like I enjoyed uh, Pete Davidson a lot yep. in this. I film. didn't even. So that was I didn't even sustains. recognize it was him. I didn't. I, I I knew I knew the actor and I knew he was in it and I knew that was him. But what was so good about it, and I totally agree, is that I love that character. He made it for me, and it really wasn't, should we say, a, a traditional Pete Davidson shtick. Or, or character, I, I really enjoy. It. He made that movie for me. 
uh, this movie. It's what, you know, it's what elevated it. And that dynamic between the two, considering he is a giant robot and is human, that was great. So some of the physical interaction was a bit loosey-goosey with the special effects, but they're actually sparring with each other. And this is one of the things that kind of not frustrates me, but with the movie, because there were certain aspects to the script that I thought were great. I thought the actual uh, dialogue between the actors was really, really good. It was actually just the story, like you said, about the MacGuffin again, and then go to here and do this and go to here and do that. And then someone would come along and just exposition for 30 seconds and just explain stuff. And that was really loose. And then you'd have some sort of cheesy one-liner and you think, oh, there's the typical Transformers movie stuff. But then you would have the interaction between either the human characters or the humans and the robots. Um, Optimus Prime's little growth throughout the movie was was good. We, I don't recall seeing that. He had an much. arc. There was an actual character development. And that was what was kind of great about this film is that you can't help but think of the other movies. But if you get rid of them and just think, okay, this is the sequel, should we say, to Bumblebee, it's what elevated the, the film for me. I, I really enjoyed that bit. The, the screenplay character work was great just the story like you said was a little bit transformers-esque michael bay-esque yeah i and the other thing i can't tell if this is a michael bay thing or a technology thing the other thing that i really liked about this is we got to pull back from the transformers and see the action one of my biggest problems with the transformers films generally is that we're like right up their asses and it's hard and like quick cuts and so yeah. close to them, it's hard to see what the fighting is happening, what the action 100%. is going on. That's um, Michael Bay, though. This... That's his stuff, and I don't like it. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't. That's why I love the action in this. Yeah. I, pulling back. And not only was it good, it was dramatic, right? Yeah. There are scenes when Scourge, like, stabs somebody, and, like, you feel it. When you shoot somebody, yeah. like, you, you feel something for that character. Um, yeah. And so good on them for taking these CGI characters and and giving us something uh, dramatic to do with them. So that part was really fun. Yeah. And, and that, I agree. And I think, I don't know if you noticed this too, but the, obviously the special effects are pretty good, but did you notice that the actual transformation stuff, they've taken some of the detail out, whereas a couple of later Michael Bay films, they had, you seem to notice every screw and nut yeah. transforming in this one, it was a little bit more simple transformation. I think that that made them, I actually made them look better as Transformers. It made them feel more yeah. like the toys that we used to play with. They were very yes. simple. Simple transformations. The doors folded here and they all slotted into here. That was that was great. And, and that helped with the action because it meant that there wasn't the need for that snap uh, editing and close-ups and stuff. It felt that you could put everything in camera, show what was actually going on, the geography of the fight scenes and stuff. Uh, and, it, and it was actually really good. I, I'd, I'd like to know if they actually thought if they had a choreo a fight choreographer look at that a little bit that's that would be interesting mm. to me if they had a real should we say a human fight choreographer someone that might work on for example a john wick film or something and actually say look it, people are going to enjoy action more if they can actually see what the hell is going on and who's where and where they are in the fight i loved it i love that stuff and that for me overrode the dodgy story bit like yeah. the mcguffin like you said yeah for sure it, it was plus um, and I agree with you, like the phrase that came to mind as you were talking was like action figure. Like I thought that they did a really good job of going back to the roots of like, this is a franchise based on yeah. action figures. We don't need to see that minutia of like how all of that stuff works, yeah. um, which I really liked. If I had to point to another complaint, and this is, this is just me, right? I don't know what your 
relation is to Transformers or Beast Wars. But for me, getting to see like Optimus Primal and Cheetor and Rhinox on screen, like for me, I was like, ah, it was so great. Yeah. But it was disappointing, at least for Rhinox and Cheetor to like not hear a lot from them. Um, I really loved their dynamic in the cartoon and in the series. So to have them kind of as background characters in this, like it, I get it. It's hard to do all of that. Um, but I really kind of um, miss them. I, I was much more, sorry, Jonesy, I was much, very much Transformers when I was a kid. But the, the what did you say, the Beast Wars and stuff, I don't remember owning if any of the of the beast transformers for want of a better word it was all the g1 planes the baby g1 yeah. <laughs> but but saying that i totally agree that but they did quite a good job though of showing that they had a really nice team dynamic with yep. that group though i didn't need to see them all being together to know that they clearly have been together a long yeah. time were friends for a long time and and enjoyed many should be missions and adventures for a long time so I thought that was great. I did enjoy them, but I understand if you were more of a fan of those characters that, yeah, they did seem a Not, little underserved. Yeah, underserved, yeah. Can, can I ask um, a uh, kind of a related hmm. question? Did either yeah. of you guys watch the uh, uh, War for Cybertron trilogy on, yes. on Netflix? How did you yes. like the beasts in uh, uh, the uh, uh, primals in, in that? Because I really enjoyed... Like that, I that did. was Transformers for um, grownups. You know what I'm saying? So I'm kind of curious what, what you thought. So that trilogy um, was. So we actually did a really fun interview with one of the actresses, Lindsay Rousseau. Mm. Uh, she actually joined us on the podcast. So I cannot remember her character's name, but she was the female lead in that series. And she joined Jammer okay. and I. The one that was like episode and hung out with back us. on uh, Cybertron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it the show itself was slow to start, but it actually for me picked up when they got to that part. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really liked that. And the, the Optimus Prime Megatron story was less interesting to me mm -hmm. than the Beast Wars characters, um, in that. So, um, yeah, to your point, I, I thought that they were really well done, uh, in that series. You should check them but, out, Danny. What I didn't like okay. about yeah. this one was, uh, well, not dislike the the one of the characters I was missing was Rat Trap. Um, I really like Rat Trap as a character. So he is like, think of Rocket Raccoon. He is basically the Rocket Raccoon of uh, the Beast Wars series. So and the 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 James Gunn iteration of Guardians Rocket Raccoon. Like if you ever watch the Beast Wars, you'd be like, oh yeah, I get it. Like he even has that same kind of fall New York accent. And so it's a lot of fun, I, but you know, those are, those are minor, minor complaints. Um, well, there's certainly in this universe or this world they've created, there's certainly scope to bring in these, these other characters because we had multiple transformers just appearing out of nowhere anyway. Right. When you thought yeah. that there was only a few all conveniently, conveniently as usual in New York somewhere, but then we had the, the, the old guy flying the plane or the old guy that is the plane. Yeah. And then we had the, the VW Spanish Beetle. That that was a fun little scene. That was that that was actually really quite fun. Like, How can I be racist? You're a robot. I don't. And and it, uh, it was really clever. That was the script and the writing that he I said. Really where are you enjoyed. from? Yeah, from Cybertron. I don't. Uh, and you could see. I and laughed I love that so was, hard at that. Yeah, it would be too. I was laughing because of all the 
all the connotations that that brings. I thought that's a clever bit of soft, gentle writing that the kids will enjoy, but the adults are smugly seeing again. Yeah, that's quite clever. That I like that. Um, so the, the, anyway, these characters were popping up out of nowhere. I, did, I mean, who knows how many Transformers are actually on Earth right now, right? Who knows? There could be countless yeah. others. Um, I but loved, yeah, there were, uh... there were certain nods and wings that I liked. Even when um, when Mira said, "Oh, they can fly now," where we're used to with the old Transformer films having Starscream and stuff, all of them flying. But right. now they were just genuinely surprised to see one that can actually fly. Yeah. Um, well, and to Mirage's point, like I love that scene where the old guy that was the airplane, uh, when he crash landed and he's like, I'll walk to Peru. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, was brilliant. it was really fun. And his timing on that was great. So in Pete Davidson's credit and the animators credit, they've, they've managed to get things together and to give the robots enough of a, a personality and enough animation in their faces and body language to, to really pull those jokes off. It, it was yeah. good. I loved even the way that when Optimus Prime first turned up and just transformed into a robot and the way he was marching towards people, he had some arrogant, cocky-ass swagger in the way he was walking. Deservedly so. He's a prime. But I love yeah. the fact they put that movement into him. As they say, yeah, I'm the daddy around here. <laughs> I'm the big guy but around here. But going back to the other point about him having an arc, what I loved is that Optimus Primal was actually disappointed in him, right? Yes, he's like, was, you know, yeah. this guy is a legend. And he's like, fuck this guy. like. And yep. so I love that Optimus Primal got to be the wise one and say like, no, 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 these humans, like we protect them. We live in harmony with them and blah, blah, blah. And you see that this is part of the, the reason why Optimus Prime becomes the person that he becomes, um, yep. which actually makes one of the scenes in a couple of the Transformers films by Michael Bay more disappointing because you'll see as those movies go along, he's actually more callous. He becomes more callous and less yeah. caring about humans. Um, like I distinctly remember a scene where I think it was in the second or third one. I think it was in the third one where he said something like, yeah, we left. So you all could see how badly you needed us. Right. Like they were like, Oh, we thought you guys left. And it was like, no, no, no. We just had to leave. So you could see how bad, the uh, Decepticons were going to kill you guys. I was like, wow, yeah. that's pretty deep. So Optimus I'm going to, I'm going to go with this then, Jonesy. When, when was, because this was set in 1994, right? Yes. And when was Bumblebee set? I'm going to assume like 89. Wrong, it was before this. Right. So that's, I'm looking at this as Bumblebee was the restart, the reboot, not a, not a revamp, not a prequel to the others, but the actual first, could we say Transformers movie. And this is a sequel to that one. I don't know. And it's funny. That was Prime the question. Said to Bumble, he said to B, he said, I know you've been friends with one before, or I know you've mm -hmm. made friends with one before. He's and talking about Haley Steinfeld. Also, was it? He's talking about Haley Steinfeld from Bumblebee. Yeah, 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 exactly. So that's why I was thinking, okay, so this was set after Bumblebee, but but actually a sequel to Bumblebee. So we need to kind of, I'm going to say that this is the new Transformers. Forget the other ones. They were their own. Or I don't think or there's. However, I don't think there's been any um, official thing. The what they're. But there's no way you could. That that's what so I'm saying what is they're they're basically yeah, sorry, sorry, soft saying it is the way it feels is by yeah, just letting people run with it online and just making yeah. the movies as they go along. They're not. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. 
Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Not trying to do a... Uh, at least it, it it looks like they're not trying to pull a uh, Foxman, you know, with yep. the the X Men uh-huh. stuff that that Fox did. Uh, so good on them, really good yeah, on me, them. If if that's the way uh, it seems, I want to see it. Well, I ra- I relatively enjoyed Bumblebee, and I'm wondering if my son could you know just watch Bumblebee and then go enjoy this instead of you know going through the yeah, the bay absolutely. films so yep, 100% might might try that yeah. out i'm not the world's biggest beast wars uh guy but i do i do love me some giant transforming robots beating the shit out of each other so it's a lot of fun. and you get that you you do actually get that you get one on one fights you get the big group fights you get the well, you do get that unfortunately jones we do get the laser beam pointing into the sky thing yeah. rather than the heavy thing falling from the sky we get the laser beam pointing up thing but, you know, little things like that, overall, I don't think took me out of it, enjoyed it. Um, my girlfriend enjoyed it. She even said that she loved it when the beasts transformed into their ultimate beast or whatever they called, maximal beast. That, that was one of those kind of like... When they maximized, baby. Kind of moments. Yeah, that's it. And then they started kicking some kicking some ass. So even the, the climax stuff was done in a way that was, a, you know, it was a, was a fun ending. Um, yeah. Talking of endings, Jonesy, before we move on. The little reveal, the little tie-in mm-hmm. with the other franchise. What do we feel about that? I know it's a Hasbro franchise, but I was not expecting I'm conflicted. No idea how I feel about it. I'm conflicted. So Wait, we're this doing, is not... The G.I. Joe tie-in finally happened? Yes, oh, my yeah. God. Who, who's in so it? So this is... So they haven't said right. So what oh. they did was the main character, Anthony Ramos from this, he's part of his arc in this is he's looking for a job mm. and based on his skills because uh, he's in the army every every character has to be in the army um yes. yes he he was like a private he had issues he got kicked out and so damn it snuffy these characters come to him and they they offer him a job and it turns out that i think his name is burke um mm. that this organization he's trying to get him to join is the joes and you like that's really it like he gives him a card he slides it across the table he goes behind this false wall and anthony ramos looks behind the false wall and sees um that there's some bay area where they're doing military shit and it looked like a troop carrier right it looked to me like it was one of the joe's troop carriers that was being worked on yeah drop ships Um, popular thing to do in the comics so It is. And so, and to that point, so this is an unprecedented, right? So this, there was a 1986 um, crossover with Transformers and GI Joe, and then they did a follow-up to that in the nineties. And so it exists. This is the thing. I think it was GI Joe versus uh, Transformers. So I'm going to have to go back and read that to, to see how i how this works um but you actually got a little bit of that in the movie right so when mirage um covers anthony ramos as part of his like you know the battle suit or whatever you call it um that actually felt like a callback to well yeah well that actually felt like a callback to the very first gi joe movie the rise of cobra um like if you go back and think about that movie with channing tatum and um marlon wayne's that, like they have those suits, something very right. similar. So that was kind and of people interesting. People made to me. fun of those suits when that movie mm-hmm. yeah. came out. I thought the 
with the suit thing that you see in the trailer for uh, the Transformers character, I thought of when Spike had a suit in the old yeah. G1 cartoon. So I didn't yep. think G.I. Joe, but yeah, good good point. Well, I was and looking so at that. As, I think so both of you right. Joe's got the technology to do that stuff from the Transformers. That's how I was seeing it. So rather than it being an Earth-bound technology that for some reason the, G, the Joes have managed to invent, they've actually borrowed strokes stolen from the Transformers, which makes yeah. it a little bit more... If you believe in giant robots from from space coming and living on our planet, it makes that a little bit more believable, right? Okay, it's not our tech; we've we've stolen it, we borrowed it, we've been given it. Borrowed, yeah. We've been given it by some other other guys. That makes it a bit yeah. more palatable. Do you think they've earned it though? After what is in essence, as we just discussed, two movies? No, I don't not. think they've earned that just yet. I think we needed to be a bit <laughs> more. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Uh... Maybe they plan the on doing is, a, a good G.I. Joe movie at all before and so that's <laughs> before a crossover the question, did. right? So that's the question of what what's coming next. Um I, I would be down for either. It seems like given that tag, we are either expecting a Transformers X G.I. Joe for the next film or a G.I. Joe film for yeah. the next film. Um, I would be okay with either. I would prefer to get a standalone Joe movie before they do that. And so go the um, Godzilla King Kong route. Give me a King yeah. Kong. I'm sorry. Give me a Skull Island movie. Give me a Godzilla movie. And then go ahead and do the combination after that. I would like to see these yep. franchises grow on their own before you mash them up. Yeah, because if you bring if you bring in Joe characters that we don't like, it might it might spoil the broth of what at the moment we're enjoying the Transformer characters, right? You bring in some, have a have a GI Joe movie, see if there's characters that stick and that we like and enjoy, you know, based on feedback and reviews and money, and then like you say, bring them together. Um, so I, I, I'm okay with it, but I just don't think like like we just said they haven't earned it yet. I definitely agree. Yeah. A Joe movie first, see what the response is, see what the quality is, and them then bring us a mashup you think sega is going to let um them keep the sonic code name because that's who's that's who he would have to be right like that's the only thing that would make sense based on i don't know well there you know uh, just going back on that again just reminded me of some fun parts of the script the the throwback to marky mark and stuff what the actors mm -hmm. have become sorry pop stars are becoming actors now I, I even said to the guys I was with, I said, there's no way they can be connected to this movie now because now we've just admitted that, that yeah, you know, this exists in this universe. So Marky Mark now can't be that scientist guy that owns a farm in the middle of whatever. Yeah, I love that. That was great. Um, <laughs> but it was it was fun. It was fun dialogue and it was delivered really well. So, yeah, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. Can, it was can good. you believe he's leaving the Funky Bunch to go acting? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was great. The music choices um, were brilliant. It was right in the 90s. I love the 90s feel to it. When there was music playing in the background, it felt like a 90s movie sometimes, the way they did those scenes. So, yeah, I'm edging there. Jones, I'm closer to a C+. Okay. All right. I, I, <laughs> I, love, I love that you're edging. Um, anything else to say in spoilers before we uh, jump out and talk about some other I stuff? I think we've spoiled enough. Go see it. All right. Go, go see, see it, people. It. I'm at, yeah, go see it. Um. Moving out of spoilers, not a spoiler for the film. This last thing I want to say about the film that'll make Kyle see it. Uh, Kyle, you're wearing a Power Rangers shirt. The kid on his entrance is wore also wearing a Power Rangers shirt. <laughs> so nice. not the main character, but his little brother. So nice. a lot of fun. 
cool. a lot of fun. Um, so moving on, we've got some more DC. What is what is this called? What's this universe called, Kyle? Is it DCU? DCU? What's the is DCU? Is that what it is? Yep. yep. Okay. Uh, so in the in James Gunn's future franchise for this, we've got a director for the forthcoming Batman film. So the Flash hasn't dropped yet, but WB must really be feeling it. Uh, at this point, they've been showing it to anybody with eyes, ears, and lips, right? Somebody's going to go out there and talk about how good it is. So Stephen King has seen it. He says it's fantastic. Henry Cavill has talked about how much he's like The Flash. Uh, James Gunn has said it's likely one of the best superhero movies ever made, um, which, uh, you know, the film is currently tracking to make some Black Adam numbers. And if you all want to see uh, a discussion about the mixed reviews the film is getting, jump on over to Daily Cog and watch Kyle and Manny drop uh, that discussion. Have And it's, you know... For James Gunn to say it's one of the best superhero movies ever and then have those reviews around a little worried. But anyway, all that said, um, Danny, with all of that history, have you heard that Andy Muschietti of It and Flash fame is going to be directing The Brave and the Bold? And what are your thoughts? I have heard that and I heard it first on on our network. But <laughs> I have questions. What are your questions? I, I Well, I have a few, but the our first one's going to be what is this an animated live action what cartoon live CW? action i have so, no idea what this is a Absolutely few months not. ago two three months ago three it's got to be at least three months ago uh at this point james gunn talked about what his roadmap was going to be for the dc uh universe going forward one of them is going to be um superman legacy Yep. The uh, one of the other ones is going to be Batman: The Brave and the Bold. So Superman right. Legacy is going to be the story of a new-ish Superman. Well, that was him, though, right? Um, I remember the talk of Legacy. He's going to be writing and directing that. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah. You and know, then, that was January 30, 31st. So we're we're get the fuck out of here. Six January months ago. 30, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say, man. <laughs> wow, time flies. Um, <clears throat> wow, wow. Um, so anyway. Even the bold is going to be the Batman film. So this is going to be the in DC universe Batman uh, that's going to interact with the Superman legacy character. And so this one's going to be interesting. He's going to be a little older, um, which is funny because this is the same dynamic we had between Henry Cavill and uh, Batfleck. But the main difference is going to be in this one, Damian Wayne is going to be the Robin of this. And what I like about this is that James Gunn has said that Damian Wayne is his favorite uh, Robin. And the other fun thing about that is if that's, if that's true and that this film is Damian Wayne's film, I I'm cautiously optimistic that Muschietti is directing is given his work on the first it film. I wasn't really a fan of the second one, but the first one is I think fantastic. And seeing how he worked with those kids to bring out those roles, I'm really excited to see what if anything he could do with a Damian Wayne character. That What's said, it? sorry, go on. Finish your thought. Well, I was going to say that go. said, I'm I'm worried from this perspective. I feel like we've been here before. This guy is directing Flash. Now he's going to direct Batman. And I am concerned about having 
one director putting his stamp on too many films in this universe. Um, But given that the flash straddles universes, maybe it's not going to be that big of a deal, but sorry, I cut you off. No, I didn't. No, no, no. I didn't want you to, to, to stop your, your flow there. So just going back to it was, did he direct number two as well? I thought so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. So, so my only question was then, because we know how that book goes. Most people know how the book goes. The book itself, almost not halfway through, but almost half, just over halfway through, it does lose its way a little bit. Do you think maybe it was the material he had to try and work with that challenged that second film a little bit? Because I agree, I preferred the first one for what it was. But then the second one, when they're adults, so to speak, even the book wasn't wasn't quite as good, shall we say. And Stephen King can never nail the endings of films or books. It's always really bad ending, so we speak. So I guess what I was trying to say is, is I don't think that would be too much of a mark against him, the fact that number two wasn't as good, because I don't think the second part of the book was as good. But The Flash, I don't know yet. It's next week. It's next weekend here. I'll see it. I, I don't know. But there is that whole, it's going to be the first do we have other films from this new DC universe is what I'm trying to say before the Batman comes out before the bold and beautiful comes out <laughs> um <clears throat> I don't know remember what the timeline is hold on a second I mean, so do we have other directors putting their stamp on so no directors have been named as far yeah. as I'm track I think Muschetti is the only other director to have been named other than Gunn himself. At the other moment. than Gunn himself, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we've got, here are the films that are coming out. We've got Superman Legacy. Uh, that's one we've already discussed. The other one is The Authority. Um, and so these are characters that f- came from Wildstorm. I don't know if you're familiar with that okay. series. Um, so go check that out. The Brave and the Bold is the other one. Then we've got uh, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, Swamp Thing. And then we've got a few shows uh, that are coming out, but those are those are the the movies that we. But know no directors right attached to those yet. Nope. <laughs> so okay. if this if if this is an accurate timeline as well, and not just a listing of these films, um, we should be getting the Brave and the Bold very shortly after. So what um, I'm going to call you realize I am going to call it the Bold and the Beautiful from now on, right? Go ahead. <laughs> So what what move what directors, Jonesy, what was making you think um that a little bit nervy about having one director stamp their 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 sound? It was it the Snyder stuff Snyder. or was it another example that you were thinking of? No, it's Snyder. That was Snyder. So I don't think we'll have that be- but I see why that would worry you, but I don't think that was the case. Because I was just gonna say we have um uh I've forgotten their names now. The guys that invented uh, directed Russo uh, Brothers Avengers movies. Yeah. So we had the thank you, yeah. We had those boys do a pretty solid job. It hasn't translated quite so well to their TV work as much. But so there's there's good and there's bad with having a set of directors or director direct multiple movies. But I understand certainly we wouldn't I wouldn't want another Snyder. As much as they as much as I love Man of Steel, the others I was less than happy with or less than You know, so, if I saw if I had seen The Flash already, uh, maybe I would feel differently. And and that's probably part of the problem. What's sad is I had an opportunity this past weekend to see it for free. Um, and I just didn't. There just wasn't enough time. Um, they were showing it here on post for free. Oh, shame. Okay. Um, yeah, I was doing uh, parental stuff. So 
yeah, didn't get a chance, but we'll find out. They're still next week. Sure, sure. Now, based on what you said, I, uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited about them. Yeah, go go for it. I, there was a lot of stuff I'm excited about for this new DC universe. As long as it's got um, Lobo in it and it's played by Jason Loboa, I'm all good. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure there will be. I, I, in in Gun, I trust with my Lobo. In Gun, you trust. I I gotta <laughs> see. I have to see an in-universe film before I go that far. Um, like I said, Guardians, fantastic send-off for the Marvel universe. Um, I'm dying to see what he can do, but I'm very optimistic given what he was able to do with those characters. So sure. we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Anything about anything else to say about this and any other topics? Um, no, just I'm good. Top topic of this week has been the fact that we're finally getting some movies. I still haven't had a chance to see Spider-Verse yet. I'm looking forward to it. It's not going to drop here for reasons until the end of the month. So it's going to be a couple of weeks yet. I'm going to see Flash before I see Spider-Verse, which I'm quite disappointed about because I'm hearing from you guys and everybody else that it's a great time at the movies. So Super excited. I'm going to see it again when it drops here on the economy. Because um, I don't know if you heard the show. I had just had a horrific experience watching it. So we'll Oh, see. no, I... No, I did not Jonesy, know that. Jonesy we'll had a real that uh, get off my get off my lawn moment. <laughs> it was great, man. I was I was Anakin Skywalker all day. Fuck these kids. Like I just oh. wanted to lightsaber the shit out of all of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sir Jonesy, no, what are we gonna do? Psst. Fuck you. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Thanks for listening. If you uh, hate children like I do, jump on the Discord. Let us know. Uh, if you had an opportunity to see this film. Uh, what, what film do you review? Transformers. If you have a special place in your heart for Transformers or any other films, jump on. Defend them. Tell us why you think uh, we're wrong about why the other ones are so bad. Uh, if you are wanting to discuss the brave and the bold directing choice, come on over. Jump on the Discord. Other than that, LRM and Genreverse Podcast Network, those are your places for your great, great, great content. Other than that, we will see you next week for a review of The Flash. We'll catch you on the next one. Hasta lasagna. Hasta lasagna.